Bill Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here, like the man said, hosting Right Side Radio. Uh, listen, I'm going to go straight to the phone. Um, you've heard the entire uh time we've been on the air so far today and many other days over the past week talking about the situation in Afghanistan. It's, uh, it's very difficult to watch this news. Uh, it, it has an emotional toll with it, too. Um, a lot of time uh, spent over there by myself and so many others. But there's also the human toll involved with the Afghan people right now, many of whom stood alongside us, bled alongside us, put themselves in harm's way alongside us, and did what they did, not just for themselves, but also for the betterment of that part of the world, and truthfully, to the aims of the United States. And, and now we're watching what is happening uh, with uh, some measure of disbelief, as the Biden administration has announced even today, this afternoon, that they're not extending the August 31st deadline. Well, uh, some of you all heard on the show before me talking about my, my, my good friend Hamid, Hamid was my interpreter in Afghanistan when the war began back in 2001, 2002. And, uh, and uh, he is uh, now a U.S. citizen, but his family is still there. And I want to invite him back on the show right now. Hamid, my brother, uh, thank you for being with us. Uh, how are you? Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. Well, tell me, um, Hamid, and, and for the benefit of the listeners, how is your family right now? What is the latest on them and how are they doing? They're still in hiding. Uh, they haven't been able to get to the airport because of the large crowd that's standing in front of the airport right now to begin with. And recently, the Taliban have surrounded the airport by putting different checkpoints. So everybody that goes through those checkpoints, they get surged and some of them get detained. So they haven't been able to leave the country. And just like my family, many other friends who have helped the U.S. military, they're still in Kabul, in hiding. Well, and, and, and that, that situation appears to be almost fluid because even today, uh, I saw reports of the Taliban are saying they don't want any more Afghans to leave. Are you, are you seeing more punitive measures? Are you hearing things from your family or friends that say that it's getting any, any more dangerous or has it stayed about the same throughout? It has been getting dangerous by the day. Uh, the last reports that I have from friends and family members that are in the country, they're saying the Taliban are not doing much during the day, but at night they go and they search houses and they hunt people down. Where, where do they get the list for who to hunt? Are people turning them in or did they, did they get things out of the offices that were uh, ransacked uh, from the former ta- uh, uh, Afghan government? Both. And recently they have started recruiting. Actually, they have opened recruiting centers in Kunduz province where you served uh, and I was your interpreter. That's that's one of the places that they have opened a recruiting center and forcing even people and encouraging people at the same time to join. It's an amazing thing. I mean, I I don't think any of us would have thought that this would have uh, been uh, the outcome uh, of 20 years of war that the, uh, the, the enemy would be allowed to just walk back in and start over again and even have recruiting centers opened up and taking over the halls of government. Um, but, but, Hamid, let me ask you, with regards to your family, uh, I mean, I know that even today uh, you and I were sending documents, and I'm sure you've got other people helping you too. I hope that, uh, that Bill is able to help and some others. But uh, sending documents to the Department of State, the Department of Defense, uh, through my senator, Tuberville's office, um, 
Are you hearing any positive response at all uh, with regards to your uh, your family's paperwork? First of all, I cannot be thankful enough to you and other friends, especially to you, for helping me and other Afghan families. This is absolutely amazing, and this is what America stands for. This is the image we have had for all these years, and this is why we started working, because we believed in what the Americans said. So as far as have we heard anything back, as you know, there is a lot of confusion, and and there is a lot of different departments and different email addresses that are provided. I believe the Biden administration hasn't been able to create a central office to take care of all this work. Instead, people are confused. Certain email addresses come out, and, and you don't even know the source of them most of the time. And no, we haven't heard anything positive yet, not yet. Even though I know that thousands of people have made it out, but we also know, I mean, you were Guard Commander Akhtar, who basically took care of us when we were in Afghanistan. He's still there with his family. Yeah. The yeah. same thing with the other three interpreters. They're still there with their families. Well, and, and, and the reports are right now that they are, um, uh, of course, you said it, even having a hard time getting to the, to the, to the airport, but the Taliban checkpoints have become more severe and, and you you actually actually it was you that texted me the other day and said that sometimes too the crowd is pressing so hard that one woman who i think you said was an american woman trying to get to the airport uh she suffered a broken leg during a stampede of uh, people trying to get in that's very true and so far the official reports are that 20 people have been killed but what we've been hearing lots of children have been killed during the rush and people forcing one another. Yes, that friend's mother got injured, broke her leg. She's in the hospital. Uh, it's The airport right now, there is no way to basically get to the airport. And if you're doing it, it's extremely dangerous. Even the U.S. government put out the news that if you're an American citizen, don't go to the airport because it's extremely dangerous. So how these people are getting evacuated, I don't really know. Well, so Hamid, you, your your mother, your father, uh, I believe your sister, and a brother are all on on the list right now as having spent time working alongside U.S. troops, and not only that, but working for the Afghan government, and and they are all part of the uh, the the paperwork processing along with, and you mentioned him, Akhtar, who is our guard commander uh, in Kunduz. Um, but there are thousands in that position right now. Um, Yes. And, and and they are spread out. I would imagine they are spread out all across the country. Uh, am I correct? Yes, they are. And, and that's why it's going to take a while to get them out. And that's why we need to extend this deadline. I don't know why we are afraid of the Taliban. Why can't we just force them to do this? I, I totally agree. And, and, and Hamid, I mean, there's, there's nothing the Taliban has that should give us any reason for concern. I mean, the most they have are small arms and RPGs. I'm not even sure they have any armor. And people keep talking about how the fact they've, they've captured a lot of American equipment. They have, they have you know, our, our Humvees and Blackhawks. They don't know how to operate half of them. Uh, but, but, the, but the fact is, if we're going to do something, now is the time before they have a chance to build their defenses. And I completely agree with you. Uh, I would, I would much rather see us ramp up the operations, 
and, and go in and, and get everybody out uh, and, and poke the Taliban right in the eye than to allow this thing to go any further. Now, what, um, let, let me ask you this. Uh, what is travel like? For instance, you've got, you've got family in Kunduz province in the north. I know that we have people who work with Americans all the way as far west as Herat in, in, in every other aspect of the country. What is it like to travel inside the country right now? Are they able to get from one part of the country to another? I mean, we hear how hard it is in Kabul, but what's it like to get from Kunduz to Kabul right now? It's not that difficult to get from one province to another, but there are checkpoints. And as for the Taliban, and we have nothing to be afraid of them, I think if we leave by the end of August, I would prefer leave when we need to leave. And that's we will leave after our job is fully done. That way we are leaving with full dignity, saying that I'm going to leave on my own terms, not on your terms. Well, and I think the Taliban, they, they don't respond to diplomacy so much as they respond to strength. Am I correct? Yes, and we have both. We should use it properly. And you're right. We do have both, and we couldn't use them properly. You're exactly. What a great point. Uh, and that's why you have a master's from Yale. But, uh, but uh, listen, uh, Hamid, we're going to take a short break right now. Can you hang on through the break? Because I want to keep talking with you a little bit more when we get back from that. Is that okay? Absolutely. Sure. All right. That's my, that's my brother, Hamid. Uh, who stood alongside me and my team in Afghanistan, uh, who has family there right now, who is giving us perspective, not just as someone who has been there, but who has family still stuck there right now uh, and, and, and working to get them out. So, folks, uh, Phil Williams, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. If you find yourself driving outside the range, just go to rightsideradio.org, and you can click Listen Live and listen to us anywhere in the world. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio. Like we say, solid conservative and just plain right. Hey, listen, we're going to continue with our conversation with my, my brother Hamid, uh, who is here in the United States but served with me in Afghanistan as the interpreter for my team. And, uh, and Hamid, uh, I, just, I just feel the need to have to tell you, uh, first of all, where everybody can hear me say it, how proud I am of you. Um, you, you, have, you have made a life... Uh, out of nothing, and you came here with nothing in your pocket for the most part, and you um, you have you, you completed your education. You've you're raising a son. Uh, you've got a you've got an amazing amount of experiences, and that everywhere that we went as a team, no matter where it was or how dangerous it might have been, uh, you were there, and, uh, and 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 literally invited us into your house uh, so we could meet your family during that wedding. I still recall in two thousand two. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm proud to have you as my friend. And I also want you to know, too, that the vast majority of Americans, I hope you know this, the vast majority of Americans are very upset this is happening the way it is. And I'm sorry uh, that, it, that it's going down and making this so difficult for your family right now. Do we still have Hamid? Well, Copper, I'm still here. Uh, oh, there you are. Hamid, I hope you heard what I had to say there. Did you, did you catch my yes, comments? Yes, I, I, did, I did hear everything you said. And I said... It has been my honor, and uh, thank you so much for everything and all the help you have given me. And I couldn't have been here without your help. 
Well, uh, you know, I, I suspect someone with your kind of drive and intelligence would have found a way here, no matter who helped you. <laughs> but, uh, but, you. but let, let me let me ask you. Um, you, so your family is here, your wife and your, your little boy, uh, you know, you, you, my, my grandson and your son are almost exactly the same age. Uh, and, and I know, too, uh, that you are also uh, expecting a second child, which is a wonderful blessing. Uh, and, I, you know, and, I, and I pray for you, you in that regard, too. Um, what, is, uh, what, what, what comments have your parents made? Can you, can you give us any insight about their mood, uh, their, their thoughts, um, or just what's on their mind? What are their impressions right now? My father said something that was quite interesting to me. He said, you know, we trusted the Russians, and they left us. And then we trusted the Americans, and they left us too. Uh, well, that, uh, that's, uh, that's painful. Um, you know, and, and, and I, mm, uh, that one needs yeah. to get painted on a wall somewhere. Um, but, uh, but I hope, too that what we'll see, and I said it to you when you and I were texting back and forth yesterday, that my intense hope is that I will have the opportunity to meet your whole family uh, and, and be able to uh, greet your parents so. when they are here uh, and you're able to see them. Uh, there's, there's more to come. This, is, this thing so. is very fluid, and I would ask to just, just, just continue on behalf of your friends in the United States, encourage your parents and tell them that they are not forgotten and that they are not in any stretch um, uh, going to be just uh, disregarded, that we will do everything that we can uh, to see this through. And I'm asking the people who listen to this radio show to take this to heart and to call all of your elected officials and lean on them and ask for something better to be done than what's being done right now. Hamid, what, uh, what closing comments do you have for me? Anything you want to add to our conversation here today? Well, the only thing I would say is that we have Thousands of people who hold more than three, four, five appreciation letters by awarded to them by U.S. military personnel, thanking them for their service. And now they're left behind. Let's show them that we truly meant what we said. Well, and I agree. Absolutely. If we appreciated them then, we need to appreciate them now. Uh, my brother Hamid, uh, and I'm going to keep your, you know, I'm going to keep your personal location secure. We're not going to talk about that on the air. I'm not going to give your last name, uh, but uh, thank you. But you are, you are, you are a good man, and uh, we will keep seeing this through. You stay in touch with me, and if we can do something on this end, you know we're going to do it. And uh, and I love you, and, and uh, say my best to your family. Okay. Thank you, sir. Love you too. All right. Bye. Talk to you soon. All right, folks. That was uh, that was um, that was a good man. Shouldn't have to be going through this right now. Shouldn't have to be going through it. You know, it just started to watch the things that we did for 20 years and it's, it's watching it unravel right now before our very eyes. And a good man like that should not be in the, have to be in the position he's in. I don't know if y'all know his story in full. If you've missed his story before, let me just give you the quick version before we head to the break. So that was my brother, Hamid, who at 17 years old, virtually almost entirely self-taught in English, spoke well enough because he's so intelligent that he became one of the chief interpreters for my special operations team in the middle of nowhere in Afghanistan. We recognized the need to have someone with us constantly, so Hamid actually lived with my team. He became like part of the family. Anywhere we went, he went. Anything that we did, he did. Didn't matter what the situation or how risky it was, he was there. 
And there were times when, you know, it was, it was something. There was this 17, 18-year-old kid with an AK-47 walking alongside us, but he's the one interpreting everything that's going on and did a good job at it. After we left the country, he continued to work with other special operations teams and intelligence agencies and, 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 and did quite well. He came to the United States as a refugee after his brother was mysteriously killed. His family was threatened. I got a call, which was amazing in itself. I got a call as he was in a U.N. refugee camp in Tajikistan. And we were able to work, me and another guy from my team, were able to work through our congressman. In my case, it was Congressman Adderholt. And we worked through our congressman to help expedite his visa process. And he came to the United States with nothing in his pocket. He went to live with one of the other guys on my team. And he, he began to work. He worked his way through school. He got his two-year associate's degree after proving that he had a high school equivalency. He wound up getting uh, a, a four-year degree from the University of Denver. He wound up getting a master's from Yale University. He went back and he worked, uh, and he also got his U.S. citizenship. And he worked back and worked in the U.S. Embassy for a period of time as a U.S. citizen now, as a high-level, well-paid uh, uh, interpreter. But later after that, he actually went on to become a senior advisor to President Ghani, the president of Afghanistan. This 17-year-old kid who walked around with my team in the dirt in Afghanistan, going places where they said no Westerner had ever been before, was now an advisor to the president of, the, of, of Afghanistan with dual citizenship and a master's from Yale. Mohammed had the foresight to see he needed to get his family out. And so he began working and he got his wife and his baby out. And they're now expecting their second child living here in the United States. But currently his mother, his father, his brother, his sister are stuck in Kabul. And they've all worked with U.S. forces. And the goal right now to see them and more like them come here because they've earned it and because they have a right to self-determination. And they're not going to get that under Taliban rule, Mr. President. They are not. Phil Williams, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. You can listen to us anywhere you are by clicking rightsideradio.org and doing the listen live option. We're going to be with you coming up at the top of the hour. Or bottom of the hour with more on Afghanistan and news of the day. We'll be right back.